Yo, what's good with you? It's Nia Queen, and we are back with another episode. I'm happy to be back. And this is coming out in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. So don't forget about that, y'all. We are here with some special guests, and we got a great topic today, too. <laughs> An amazing topic. Yeah, I can't wait to get into this. Next to me, I have a friend of mine since, when did we meet? 2010. I believe. Yeah. When did you come to Garmin? I came to Garmin our sophomore year. So, yeah. 2010. 2010. We getting kind of old a I little know. bit. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're an OG fan, you know that Jasmine Gates, the <laughs> founder of New Black History Makers, was on season one. Yeah. And that was a good episode because that was when all the, you know, the riots and yeah. everything was happening. So, you you was doing your thing. You was doing your thing. And then you have the new it's black working. history makers. Like it just that was a great episode because it was like you were on fire for oh, that. Thank you. you were just fired up. <laughs> you know? Thank um, you. but I'm happy to have you here today. Glad to be here. And I also have another special guest who is a 25-year-old preacher. Oh, <laughs> oh, How many young preachers do y'all know? Oh, you Because I, like I don't that. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that many preachers that young, but his name is Benjamin Sheffield. Nice to Hi. meet you. Thank you for having me. I'm so super excited to be here outside of being nervous, but thank you. Yes. I I really <laughs> I'm I'm really curious about this this preacher thing, mm. right? How long have you been preaching? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I never met a preacher that young. Well, honestly, you know, um my family I'll start there. They're all in ministry and whether it's playing, whether it's preaching, pastoring or whatever the case was. So not necessarily saying that it was a part of an avenue for me because, you know, we can all choose our own path and things. But I believe that it was a path that the Lord um, really kind of placed me on. And I'm kind of glad that I'm able to walk into it. So I've been uh, ministering since 2008, you know, and then uh, getting my life together for me. Um, Got back into Wait, it. how old were you in 2008? 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, true story. True story. Mm. Well, Crazy. <laughs> we, we're going to have a lot to talk about then. This is going to be fun. Because yeah. you've been preaching for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I'm a preacher that goes to therapy. Mm. So this is going to be Ooh. really good. This is going to be really, really Did good. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before, before I get into all that, I have to check in, you know, do a mental health check in. How are you guys doing this week? What's going on? I'll have Jasmine go first. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am well. Uh, always busy, always, you know, moving and stuff. Um, I do a lot with, you know, my church and with the different ministries that I'm a part of. So that's always, you know, keeping me busy and going. But Still, you know, in therapy, like he said, too, and um, still trying to manage, like, resting and keeping that, you know, in the mix of things. But it was a good week. That's good. What's your, what about you, Benjamin? You know, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> it was a week. Okay. I, it was a week. But nonetheless, a great week. Uh, I got some good rest some some rest that i really needed um i wish i can have more hours in my day but you know 
ain't nothing I can do about that. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, but um, just keeping myself mentally stable and keeping myself mentally there. Um, it's been one of those weeks, though. But, you know, as long as I got my coffee in the morning, I'm good. I can't I just gonna say as long as I got King Jesus. I don't need <laughs> nobody else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that coffee. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> my coworker, my coworker yesterday. I mean, said, no, as long as I got no, my coffee, coffee is very essential. Like my coworker, she was like, "Oh, you're not yourself in the morning without your coffee." I'm, no, so I'm glad no. you know it. Yeah, yeah. And I was at work before eight o'clock too. Mm. I could never be to work on time for some reason. <laughs> Man, that's right. I, I'm trying. I'm trying, but the Lord it's is like working on me. this is my first week back uh, since spring break since I work out of school and. I, that that Monday yeah. whew, was rough. <laughs> I think I got up at like seven thirty, and I was supposed oh. to be there by eight thirty. I barely made it. I barely made it. But my mm. week has been, uh, it went by so quick. I can't even remember what happened. Uh, <laughs> no, my week has been pretty chill. Um, I've been feeling more positive, but also I have to remind myself because I'm I'm in therapy as well. But the way that my therapist is, is like, if you don't go in and schedule the appointment, like she won't see you for months. Um, like she's not going to hit you up like you have to. So I ain't seen her in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> but I scheduled next week. So, you know, I'm going to get back into it. Um, sometimes when when you think you know so much about the topic, like you're like. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be all right. But yeah. it's like, no, nah, you need that outside help. You need. Yeah. Uh, another source um, and if any of you all are interested in therapy remember that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp and you can do therapy out of the privacy of your own home and you could use our code betterhelp.com backslash WGWYPOD so make sure you use that code um, you know I had to, I had to say that, hey, y'all. that um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying um, so I know you said you're a little nervous so we're going to play a game <laughs> oh, are you ready for this game i don't know what's the game so <laughs> you have to guess the phrase okay i'm gonna give you the first letter first letters in that phrase and then you have to guess the full phrase oh okay either of you guys can answer the first letter yeah i'm right. just gonna give you the, the letters first, or yeah, the one letter the first letters okay of that phrase. Is it churchy have, or is it? It is churchy. Okay. It, of Ooh. course it is. Uh-oh. Of course it is. You think I, <laughs> well, so you this know, is, what is that name? Culture tags like culture tags. Right. Like mm. culture tags. Like culture tags. Are, are you ready for the first one? I don't know. You know. <laughs> this this one's easy. Okay. T-D-I-A-L. What? T D. I A L. The last word is the Lord. Nope. Oh, love. <laughs> T D. The is it the devil? Is a liar? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I, I all right. Okay. okay. You all right. See? I got okay. It. I got see. It. <laughs> Catching on. All right. This one's a little more difficult. All right. But I think I I think you got this. I hope so. I hope so. G I G A T T A A T T G I G. Okay, you gotta say the letters. We need to write All right, down. let's repeat. Okay. G G I G. God is good. 
all the time and all the time. Oh. God is good. Amen. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can we Amen. get these written down and put us Amen. in front of these? Because you know. See, we see. How you going to be the preacher? But you you can't guess. It's all of these letters you throwing out <laughs> he's, here. He's not visually. And you got GTD. So I just, you know, I, I thought about that because I was like, there's so many phrases that we learn in church. And I just thought that that would like, you know, be a cool icebreaker for y'all. That was cool. It was cool. Even though it was cool. You know, Thank you. you. didn't get one, but it's OK. Yeah, Thank you. No. Points or something for y'all looking out for me. Thank you. Right. I, <laughs> see, I appreciate y'all here. All right. So I would assume maybe I'm wrong that we all grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what was your introduction to church <laughs> <laughs> who would like to go first i'll take this one okay <laughs> um it was it honestly it really wasn't even like it was an introduction um you know like i said growing up in the family that i grew up in they it was just the church you know my grandfather being a pastor went to his church my parents pastored a church out here in la so it was like I was born and bred into the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming into the full understanding for myself, mm. that was my coming into the church day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I would say that that would probably be back in like 2008 when I really got into it. Um, but, you know, the Lord is still working on me. The Lord <laughs> is still working. On, I'm a work in progress. So I think I would really say like 2008 to 2010 would be my really coming into the church for myself. Mm-hmm. So family essentially is what brought you. They brought me there. Right. They brought you there. But I, right. I did the work for myself. Right. Okay. <laughs> Amen. All right. Amen. Got to do that. Mm. What about you, Jasmine? Um, same story. I come from a lineage of preachers. So, I mean, you'll probably hear us mention the Church of God in Christ. That's the organization that we are a part of. And I'm like fifth generation. So mm. preachers all throughout. My grandfather also pastored. Um, he pastored up until basically the pandemic and my grand my father my my mom you know they're ministers as well so there was no i i don't know anything outside of the church there was no pre-introduction to the mm. church i you know they say born and raised that literally you know was my story so family introduced me and then of course we you know have our like moment where we decide you know is what my family taught me going to be what I decide for my life mm-hmm. um so that you know I would say me I've always had a close relationship with God and I think growing up in the church that's the nuance of it where because we were taught so much I know how to pray like I know how to do all the things mm-hmm. so it may look like I it may have looks like I had this deep relationship because I've knew how to make it look um but as far as like deciding like okay no my life is actually going to reflect this my like actions and stuff um i mean it's probably been like a few years of me being like all right this is not going to be an on and off thing like i'm gonna really make this you know yeah so as as far as that you know that's there but i don't know anything i don't know pre-christianity or pre-church there's nothing there like they you know that was what they introduced before right. I could walk and talk and do all of that. Like I learned all of that, you know, in the church. So. Right. Yeah. I, I would say similar for me, like that's all that I know. Like my dad always tells me like when you were born, we started going back to church. Mm-hmm. So 
I have p- baby pictures of me like in the church and <laughs> children's school. And like that was all that I knew. And I went to a Christian school as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, they was on me. Yeah. And um, I always felt when I was a kid, like I was forced to go. Like, I feel, I feel like it was more about rules, 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 mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. Um, and that kind of was like my follow up question. Like for you, did it seem like you didn't have a choice, like we're going to church? Or did it seem like, oh, well, you you do you want to go? Mm-mm. It was when you grabbed what it, I, I think my granddad Ooh. used to say this. <laughs> when I grabbed my coat, you grab yours. Right. It don't matter. Right. No, there was no I never was asked, do I want to go or even ask, do I want this to be my religion or right. do you understand what this religion is asking of us? There was never that question. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had it like, do you want to go to church? No, it was not that. And if they did, it was like a joke, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I think that's a lot of like African-American people's experiences. Like yeah. your your introduction to church is forced a little bit, you know? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Very much um, so. But Not a little bit. You said, yeah. this, but, I mean, that's what it is. You know, yeah. you, you didn't have it. We we all three of us are sitting here without a choice. Right. Even Literally. if we didn't want to go, right. we were still there. Right. <laughs> and I think the one time I had the option, mm-hmm. I was sick. Mm. I don't even think I missed when I was sick. I don't even. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to make up every excuse. I'd be like, well, I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. Or I have a lot of homework. Or, you could do your homework. Yeah. You get home. Oh, yeah. Oh, do, do your homework early mm. so you don't. I remember oh, we man. used to have yeah. shut-ins at our yeah. church. Shut-ins? Ooh, we. You got to tell wait, people what wait, shut-ins wait, are. Wait, before you, before you get into that, <laughs> Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. What? That's a denomination, right? What no. does that? It's not a denomination. No. It's an organization. It's an organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, see? Educate see? me. See? <laughs> Educate me. What is that? What does that mean? Because I'm Baptist, so I don't know. Ooh. Oh. No, I'm just <laughs> I love all of God's people. Okay. Yeah, break that down for the people that don't know what is Church of God in Christ. So Church of God in Christ, like Jazz said, it's an organization. Mm-hmm. And it was um founded by Bishop C. H. Mason way back in the early 1900s Okay. And so the denomination is Pentecostal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so this organization, what what does this organization do differently than just somebody who would just say they're Pentecostal? Well, from my take of it. Yeah. It, the short, right, the short right. version for the people right. like me that I didn't know. So I'm trying to learn more about that. Um, I can really say that we stand upon the biblical principles, not saying that other organizations and they don't, Ooh. you know, <laughs> we stand upon the biblical principles of you know, sanctification and holiness and salvation. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that that is one of the things that sets us apart. Like yeah. a lot of people, believe it or not, when they sing the Yes, Lord song that came from the Church of God in Christ. So we uphold a lot of our traditions as well. And it's reached, you know, across nations and globes. And not only that, but we have become international as yeah. well. You know, mm-hmm. doing global mission work and doing global evangelism work, reaching, you know, the loss. And so one of the other things that really does sets us apart too is how everything is broken up, mm. you know, and it's not governed by just the presiding bishop, but we have our, you know, other entities underneath that, that supports and the general board. And yeah. so, you know, it's a really, it's a governing body, mm-hmm. you know, it's a governing body of believers and it's just a name, 
Mm. You know, but okay. we believe in the Lord. Was is that what the Clark sisters were? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. I remember that movie and how mm. strict they were about yeah. what mm. they could wear, and right. what they could sing, where they could sing. But I look re- where the Lord has brought us from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would say too, that's what we're known for too. Is we're a lot more conservative um, mm. in our belief systems, and um, you know, it is a strict belief system that they have taught to us. Mm. So. You know, that's what it is. I mean, the mothers would say it's tight, but it's right. But that, mm. you know, is where we are. And um, we're a part of, like he said, there's different bodies and stuff. We're mm. here. We're jurisdiction one. That's, you know, gang. <laughs> we love it here. And uh, we both, you know, serve here. And there's like multiple different things, you know, that are happening. But um, yeah. And the, and the Church of God in Christ has grown so much from what that movie, you know, what oh, we were okay. able to see okay. in that movie. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have their views and stuff and they have their views on the way that we are governed on the way that um, we push conservative, we push sanctification and stuff. But um, as someone who has been here for over, you know, 25 years, um, I have seen a lot of growth, you know, a lot of growth. Of course we have a lot more work to do, but mm-hmm. um, there's been a lot of changes in the church. God in Christ is growing, um, growing in number and also in deed and in, um, you know, in conversation, like the things that we're talking about today. Um, yeah, it's a growing thing. So I'm, I'm proud, proud to be a part of the Church of God in Christ. Yeah. Okay. So you said it's tight, but it's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh we're holding on to that. Okay. Oh, we're going to hold it. That, 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 that's, going to that's have a day with that. That stuck out to me, right? That's what they told us. Yeah. So, you know, what they told they've pushed this life of sanctification of being set apart, you mm-hmm. know, of following the Bible to a T not cutting corners, mm-hmm. you know, with it. I love to say like being 10 toes down, you know, mm-hmm. that's essentially what the church of God in Christ has pushed. Like if you are going to profess that you believe in God, this is what God has required of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that thing where it's not easy all the time mm-hmm. to be disciplined in your spiritual walk, but that's what it calls for. Right. So, so, as a young person mm-hmm. growing up in that environment, would you say that tight but right can put a lot of pressure on young people to, you know, be in that narrow path? Like, would you say that, I mean, would you say that it has any negative effect on a young person? I mean, you guys are adults now, so you have a level of discipline and understanding yeah. and, you know, sp- spiritual relationship that you may not have had when you were 13 or 14 right. you know what i'm saying yeah. so what would you say as far as that that strictness how how did that affect you all when you guys were growing up it wasn't as strict for me okay mm. you know um Ooh, like, that's deep. is it because you're a, a man a boy you know was it no not even that mm. my mom mm. <clears throat> she always wanted to make sure that her children had a life outside of church. Mm. We still went to church. We still YPWW, YPWW, um, Bible study, you know, Sunday, we still did the church activities. We still did, you know, the youth department functions and things, but she always made sure that we had a life outside of church. So yeah, it was strict. Yeah, it was tough, but that's the roots, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what we can hold on to. And that's what we can cling to that, is what helps us and shaped us into the per- the people that we are today and the persons that we see now, mm-hmm. you know, but I know a lot of other young people that even in my age category where they had the strict parents that stuck to 
no, we going to church. It's mm-hmm. church Sunday in, Sunday out. I grew up in the same way, but you know, my path was a lot different from mm. other young people. Yeah, even though I grew up, became, you know, into the church, became active into the church, you know, working in the church, not just here in my local church, but also, you know, like she said, in our jurisdiction and even in our international church, it wasn't like it was drilled like I had to. Mm. It was more of a choice. And it was something that I wanted to do because not only do I love God, but I love serving God's people. Mm. And I love seeing the people of God to be blessed. Mm. So I appreciate my mom for instilling the principles of the church of God in Christ, instilling the principles of sanctification and holiness and salvation, but also allowed me to do sports, also allowed me to go skating, to go to the beach and to, you know, just enjoy life. Right. And still still be be there Mm. you go. But everybody don't have that experience. And that's what I want to add on to that, too, is that so Ben went into preaching and that has been that is the call that's on his life. That's the assignment, Mm. you know, that he's living out. So what I also want to bring out, and I'm sure he can attest, I mean, we can attest to this, because even if you look at our jurisdiction, um, there's not a lot of people that are in their 20s that are in our jurisdiction. I mean, we serve so that are not that are serving in our jurisdiction. And then there's not a lot of people that are in their 20s that are even just attending our jurisdictional stuff and church stuff. So Mm -hmm. we are in a place where we've decided, like, yes, this is for our life, even with me being in ministry and doing what I'm doing. um, Like we've made that decision. But there are so many people that I grew up with, like my cousins or just people that were in our youth departments when I was younger that are not and will not come to church now. And we grew up in the same Mm -hmm. type of situation. And I think sometimes the church embraces, you know, those of us that came back um, because we're willing to serve. But there's so many young people like us that have different goals or different paths that the church didn't necessarily see so they kind of pushed them away so we're able to be embraced like I'm the youth leader at my church so of course they're going to embrace me because I want to come in and give to the ministry right Mm -hmm. they you youth leaders or youth pastors have been a part of the church forever pastors have been a part Mm -hmm. of the church forever but if I'm a photographer or if I am someone who wants to do podcasting right now yes the bigger churches that are on social media and stuff they're embracing it but the church of God in Christ most of our churches are not you know mega churches and they're a bit smaller they're like podcasting you know like what is that if you have that gift you need to take that outside the church because we don't have space for it here Mm -hmm. you know so that's something to think about if you're path wasn't necessarily something that was in the bible or something that we we've seen in the past years the church didn't necessarily embrace you so we took our gifts outside even like you look at christian rappers right the church of god in christ that's not really something that they've embraced so i'm gonna go outside the kids that grew up and had bars and stuff they wasn't putting you up for you sunday some churches (laughs) did but because you weren't doing what you know Ben was or what I was or because you weren't this like star you know Christian yeah you didn't have a name Mm -hmm. you can't bring that in here so then what does that kid do with his talents now he go out he goes out there and he's doing whatever because the church didn't embrace him so when you're saying like that's not everybody's story that's you know for sure and I understand also with my experience um it's not the same I've been embraced by my church by my leaders and stuff um but it's not the same for people who even grew up with me, you know, mm-hmm. like who yeah. had the same, yeah. you know, experience. So, so, well, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about my experience because my father is a preacher now, but he didn't become ordained until I was kind of an adult. Okay. But he always was he, he always lived in the spirit. 
Mm-hmm. Like no rap music, you know, uh, he don't cuss, he don't drink, he don't, mm-hmm. you know, he always lived that and he expected us to live that as well. <laughs> but I always felt like trapped, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I like what you said about how your mom kind of gave you the space to be a regular kid, which my parents, I, I, they did give me the space to do certain things. Right. But as far as like, hanging out with friends at their house or going to parties or I I wasn't doing none of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging out with bo- hanging <laughs> out with boys. What? Yeah. They could come to <laughs> the house and my dad would watch us mm. while we're sitting there oh, watching yeah. TV. Oh, you yeah. get what I'm saying? So it was just oh, like yeah. I always felt like I I couldn't well I felt like when I was a kid I couldn't even get to the relationship part because I felt like it was rules and fear mm-hmm. that was instilled in me. Mm-hmm. And I would say as far as like, I, I mean, y'all are a lot more strict than Baptist. <laughs> but, but yeah. even, even in, even in the church culture, like with Baptist, it's like that, that um, fear of that judgment would kind of make me feel like a failure if I couldn't live up to that. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Especially like when, I'm when my dad is the pastor. Well, he was a youth pastor when I was growing up yeah. and it's like, you're, you're his daughter. So you, there's a certain expectation for you to mm-hmm. be, you know, kind of like him. Right. And right. so that, that really just, I would say kind of turned me away from the church because I wasn't focusing on the relationship. I was mm-hmm. focusing on the rules and the mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Right? right. So even in, in this episode, like this is not, a jab to Christianity at all. This is church culture and where church culture sometimes goes wrong Mm -hmm. or what they miss. Because as I've gotten older and I've understood a little bit more about, you know, the relationship and, you know, having that love for Christ will really make you want to give up all those other things. Mm -hmm. Right. But as a kid, you don't see that. But you have to have it for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like as a kid, you don't see that. And like, I just remember like, why is my dad like this? Like yeah. nobody else's dad was like my dad growing up. Like don't drink, don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't understand it until I got much older. But mm-hmm. Jasmine, you brought up a good point about how even the people that you grew up with in the church is no longer coming to the church. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? I mean, when we talked, you said you felt like the church could do some things better. For sure. In order to bring those young people back. Yeah. So what what would you say that they could do? And I do want to tap on to what you said. I wanted to say this in the beginning, but I forgot. But like you said, we're not bashing the church. Um, right. Ben and I serve faithfully at our churches right. and are like beyond, you know, what the normal person would do. So this is definitely a conversation of accountability. Um, and we're products of the church and being raised there. So right. of course we're benefits of the good, you know, that can be there. And we're going to speak to that. And then also hope church accountable. So right. for what the church can do different, um, when you talk about like the example that you gave your father, um, being like, don't drink, you know, and then now, you know, the conversations about don't fornicate, don't do this, don't do that. They oh, didn't yeah, give a why, <laughs> you know, they didn't, it was just, this is a list of things that you should not do. You should keep your legs closed. Don't drink. Don't go out with this person. Don't do drugs. And that was it. And they they expected for us to just believe them and and then not do anything about it. And they didn't give us a why. And Mm -hmm. when you look at it now that I'm an adult and you look at 
what does keeping your legs closed or keeping your thing in pants, what does that do for you? Right. That keeps you from having kids out of being married. Right. And then we look at it now when you have when you're being raised outside of a two parent household or let's say there's this example where let's say you have a child out of wedlock and then you get married and then you have more children that child that you have out of wedlock and the hurt that they'll go through seeing their younger siblings have two parents Mm -hmm. and the 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 stuff that you have to put you know into this child and you're probably fighting going back and forth with the baby mama or the baby daddy but that child is sitting there looking like dang why did my two siblings get this two-parent household And and i didn't And no, when you were 18, you weren't thinking about that. But when that child turns 18, you're going to have to deal and account for their feelings. So then we go back and say, well, that's why we put number one, don't fornicate on the list. And then we go number two, the drinking stuff, just being sober minded, you know, like just not going out and just doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You just don't want to do that. And then when you're trying to go after your goals and being young and stuff, you don't you know, want to be hung over and just doing a whole bunch of stuff, you know, like do what you do. But in moderation, mm-hmm. you know, so those are just things that they they didn't explain why, like, why should we put these things down? And there's a lot more other reasons. But right. Those are just yeah. some that stand out. It's like you you're going to lay down with somebody because it feels good in this moment. But if you were to have a child or even if there wasn't a child, mm-hmm. the emotions and all of that being attached to people like Ooh-wee. that's right. Not, it's not worth right. it. It's really, it really not is. worth it. It really isn't. And that and that Soul I think. Ties. Once I became like a therapist and I saw so many like similarities, like me and my dad talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that I teach, some of that stuff is in the Bible. No, for sure. Some of that stuff is in the Bible because sure. you you even just brought up a good point. Like when you lay down with somebody, the emotions that you have, the mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the pain that you feel when the person that you, you know, have given your body to doesn't reciprocate those feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, all those extra things like I wish that the church kind of told me about that part. Too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's like, you, you're right. You're right. Like, but I probably shouldn't do it. You know they what I'm saying? But it was yeah. right. Exactly. And yeah. that's the bad part. Like, I feel it had the church not covered up so much stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of our young people may not be going through as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel because a lot of our a lot of our seniors didn't want to tell their testimony. Mm. Oh. And it's like the young women needed to hear it. The young men need yeah. to hear it, you know, and just be open and honest and have that transparency. And mm-hmm. I think that was the one of the biggest things that the church really missed. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact of, you know, when the young ladies, like she said, having the babies out of wedlock and things like that, when you have that soul tie in that moment, we missed out on hearing from our generations before us. Right. And that's what I feel, you know, kind of like the disconnect. happened. Right. Yeah. And then now my generation, we missed the lack from the generation before and the ball was just dropped. Right. Yeah. You know, I like what you said about them not telling their testimony, because I feel like, you know, even <clears throat> when I when I hear young people on why they don't go to church, mm-hmm. they talk about how the people in the church were hypocritical. Yeah. yeah They're yeah. telling you, oh, don't do this. Don't have sex. Don't do this. Don't do that. But, uh, um, what is, what do they call uh the the older ladies in the, the church? Mothers, the mothers. mothers. <laughs> the, this mother had you know all these kids before mm-hmm. she got married. Mm-hmm. I mean, she married now. She's, now. she's saved now. Right. But it's just like, how are you gonna tell me not to 
when correct. you right. you correct. get what I'm saying. So then it just becomes like a place of judgment. And mm-hmm. I, and when I uh, meet with some of the teenagers that I work with, um, a lot of them are Catholic, so mm-hmm. they obviously they have a different set of rules, but um, they are sometimes depressed because they mm-hmm. can't live up to, to the expectation standard, yeah. or the standard that their parents are setting. And they're, you know, obviously they come from very religious homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, share your testimony, yeah. right? Be honest and truthful about yeah. it because then that might encourage the teenagers to go more towards God. Yeah. But you know, the fact of the matter is the church won't let them share it. Hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> what do that mean? Hold on. Why, let's, why? let's be honest. Why not? When do we have an open forum and a TED talk? Yeah. For the young men and the young women to really sit at the feet of the mothers and yeah. the fathers in Zion to hear their testimonies. They don't have open forums like that. Yeah. You know, like I can talk about my church. I can't talk about nobody else's church. Yeah, you know, I love my church. You know, we small little <laughs> ministry down there, but my church has a lot of those persons that I can say I've seen growth in and growth in God mm. because their lives, they made a change for themselves, but they had to tell their testimony mm, in mm-hmm. order to help save other young ladies in our church. Like there's some young ladies or young or there's women at mm-hmm. the church that's been on drugs, drug addicts, on the streets, prostitutes, went to jail for, you know, whatever. But to see where their life is now, it's a true testimony and a testament of their lives. And now they're talking to a lot of the young ladies at the church about, you know, don't do this. This is what happened when I did it. Right now, you know, look at me. I did this because of what this happened, Mm -hmm. you know, but I feel if the church is more open and honest and will allow them to tell their testimonies a lot, people may not fall by the wayside, including me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because I grew up in the church and just because I'm preaching does not mean that I'm not tempted. Yeah. I'm still a man at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we really miss is hearing from, you know, our predecessors. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I really wish I had listened and heard from a lot of them because Mm -hmm. it probably would have saved me in the long run. Right. And and I think (laughs) about that, like, even with the relationship with my dad, like, now that I'm an adult, I'm finding about all the stuff that he did, you know, before he was yeah. in the church. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I'm thinking he's really living like that. Yeah. He almost seemed kind of perfect to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just like I I, I would beat myself up because I'm like, I'm never going to measure up to that. Yeah. You know, I just want to be a teenager. I just want right. to be able to go to parties and go do this and right. do that. I felt kind of like inadequate because I thought I'm never going to live up to that. So mm-hmm. why even? Why even try? Right. Yeah. But like you said, when you share the testimony and share your journey and let people mm-hmm. know, I wasn't always like this. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Then it's like, oh, well, that means that I could change, too. Right. right. Like just because I messed up, that doesn't mean I have to just give up. You Correct. know what I'm saying? But when you're a teenager, it's like you just feel like, oh, no, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, really? I'm and right. the thing I think when you look at the older women, or the older people in general, people in general, not even older, or I don't want to put an age on it, but people feel like you have to be healed, whole, completely delivered to share your story Mm. and be vulnerable. And my thing is like, no, you've went through so many things before that. And those things can help somebody like we're never going to be completely out of 
this need for God or this need for change. There's always going to be something like even I, I tell my friends like right now, you know, we're single doing whatever. This is what our issue is. When we have kids, then our issues are going to be being a mother. Then when our kids have kids, our issues are going to be that of a grandmother. You know, right. you never are going to be out of needing help or right. needing to hear someone's story. Right. So I think there is power and vulnerability and that's what has to be shared. Um, there's a lot of people who aren't showing up, like we said, that are our age to the church to receive from people. Um, I was on a call today and there was an older, um, an older lady in our jurisdiction and she was like weeping and crying because she was saying she finally went to go get help. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like in her seventies. Um, but she finally went to go get help outside of what the church was pushing to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is where the strength is in vulnerability. Right. You know, I wish for these mothers that have poured into us that are in their seventies, that have given so much to us in our church, that they would have had access to that kind of healing before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely grateful to hear the stories now, but it's one thing we have to show up to hear them. And then also their people like Ben and I have a responsibility to make sure that those forms are happening. Right. Um, and that's the, not so fair part about it because we can't always receive, you know, with him being a preacher, you know, he's giving more so than he's receiving. Really? And that was something for me, God, like literally um, a few months ago, God was like, stop complaining about what you didn't get from the church and be that right. for the next be generation. But that's not everybody's call, right. you know? So right. the yeah. stuff that even this conversation, like this conversation may get to somebody who wasn't in the church and then be like, you know what, maybe I'll, you know, consider going back. Right. But um, it's sure. a, it's for sure a responsibility. And it's like, sometimes I wish somebody would plan a forum that I can come to and, you know, and do whatever. But I also understand that I'm a part of the group that's small, very small, you know, group that has to put in the work that's going to pull my generation, you know, back into the church. So there's that. But Nia, (laughs) I want to touch on something that you said. Okay. If I can keep it real with me. All right. One of the things that you said was you thought your father was perfect, Mm. right? That's the biggest thing. A lot of our young people that see their parents in leadership, see a perfect parent. Mm hmm. But they don't see the imperfect parent, right? You always see on their knees, in their word, you know, praying for people and doing this. But it's almost like, when do I get to see the real parent? Right. You know what I'm saying? While they're serving in leadership. And I can say for me, that was the one of the things that I missed. Mm. Right. Growing up in a two parent. Well, growing up in a single parent home in two parents houses right Mm. yes my family's in ministry grew up in ministry and things like that but i had to see the perfect parents being imperfect Mm. and that's what drew me to therapy Mm. right because i had to really deal with some issues from my father Mm. you know what i'm saying as to you're a you were a pastor you was a preacher all of this stuff And because you didn't share your life experiences with me as your child, it jacked me up Mm -hmm. and I had to seek counsel for myself. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. I can't be the one of the persons that travels extensively from ministry and operate in ministry and encourage young people and youth and young adults 
and things like that while being broken and while being hurt and things mm. like that because now you start preaching and teaching out of a place of hurt right mm. rather than trying to help people be whole and healed like what ministers and ministry is supposed to be about but for forums like this this is why um i was i ain't gonna lie i was very hesitant yeah <laughs> Very Dang. Okay. Tell me how you really feel. Not a bad thing, <laughs> you know, because me in front of cameras and things like right. that, like it's very nervousing, right? But I know that this is going to reach mm -hmm. somebody yeah. mm -hmm. that it needs to reach, right. you know, because we don't want to see our young people outside of church. Because if you ain't got young people in your church, you got a day at church. Yeah. One hundred percent honest with you. You know what I mean? I like what you uh, you said. The word hurt. And the word oh. church hurt keeps <laughs> ringing in my head, uh -oh. right? Uh -oh. And then you said therapy, right? Mm -hmm. So what is, well, I don't say what is something that other people can do. Talk about how can someone heal from that church hurt in order to get back to their faith? You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I feel like each of us have a different story in that, mm -hmm. right? Right, but right, right. sometimes... I work with families or even like talk to people like, oh, I don't need therapy. Like I got Jesus. Like I'm fine. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? But or I'm spiritual, but I don't go to church anymore because X, Y and Z. But mm -hmm. I don't need therapy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I like what you said, because you said you went to therapy, even though you are you're a, you're a preacher. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. I've never I've never heard of that. I've never heard really? of a preacher going to therapy. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I've never See, heard and of that's that. the thing. We have to change that course. Right. You exactly. know, because like I said, preachers can't always pour out to people. Right. You know, but it was through my hurt that I went to therapy. Mm. Had I well, maybe had I not had the hurt or whatever, I may not have gone, but I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Right. So to help somebody to deal with that church hurt. Yeah. Right. We hear the vernacular of, oh, this is so church hurt. And I left the church because of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Is it the church or is it a person? Mm. Let's be honest. Yeah. Because I can say, oh, you know what? I don't even want to go to Southside Baptist Church no more. What does Southside Baptist Church do to you? You was mad at Sister Susie. Right. right. So you left the church mm -hmm. because one person hurt you. Right. You know, so I would say. Find out if it's the church mm -hmm. or if it's a person, mm -hmm. because we go to church for one thing to see God. Right. But a lot of people just like in work, you find the person that you click with. And the sad to say it, the church, they are very clickish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But when you go into church looking for the bad, mm. you're going to find the bad. Mm. But when you go to church to see Jesus, you're not going <laughs> to see. Out. A lot of the <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no, 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 you, you, you onto something. Keep mm -hmm. going. But that's the thing, because even for me growing up, I went to church because of people. Mm -hmm. I went to church to hang out with my friends. I went to church to do all of this while not knowing that I was still being hurt because of what happened with my father. Right. I'm just going to church, keeping a smile on my face and not understanding why I'm going through these roller coaster modes of ups and downs and things like that. But once I went to therapy and mm -hmm. it was in a down. Oh, wait, let me tell y'all. All right. <laughs> OK, let me tell y'all. And, and you know, I'm gonna tell you guys how I really ended up going to therapy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, whether you want to or not, you're going to have to seek help. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Picture it. 
I'm driving down the freeway and I was going to my best friend's um, daughter's birthday. Mm -hmm. Right. Just came out of a, a relationship and things like that. Hadn't fully dealt with it. Mm. Right. Brush it under the rug. I'm going to be all right. Keep it pushing. Driving down the freeway and everything. And I'm like, OK, I had so much on my mind. And I was like, OK, I know I got to do this, this, this. I got this church going on. I got that. I got to be here. Had a lot on my mind. It took me trying to find my debit card in my room before I left and seeing a lot of the things that I had not thrown away yet from that relationship. Mm. It took me back to that place. And I was like, I'm not understanding why this just really brought me all the way down. Mm. But it's because I didn't deal with it. Mm. And I had to get to the root, thanks to my therapist, mm -hmm. of why that happened. You know, and a lot of it became because I did not deal with the hurt of my father leaving. Me, mm. Right. I put that hurt on the church because my dad was a pastor. Mm. Okay. So I'm driving down the freeway going to the birthday party. And I was going through that downward spiral and I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. I was like, something about to happen. The old Ben came back out. Right. I was like, either I'm about to go to this liquor store really quick. We about to go right up over here or something <laughs> because I, I just, I didn't want to deal with it and I did mm -hmm. not know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it took that pressure in order for me to really seek help. Mm. And it took and I was like, OK, I don't know what I'm going to do. I wasn't going to go because I didn't know if she was going to be there. or not. That was the main reason why. And I was like, you know, what? It is what it is. But whatever. So it took me trying to get off the freeway because I was like, I'm about to do this. I'm about to go here. I couldn't reach nobody. Couldn't nothing. Right. It took this lady or whoever was in this car in front of me. They had a bumper sticker. Right. <laughs> Funny thing. The bumper sticker said, be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that you should not be moved. Mm. And I was like, OK, God, what does this mean? And the Lord was like, do you really want to be helped? Mm. Because you got to get to your root. Mm. And I said, OK, what does this mean? Be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You can withstand anything. That water may come and may blow or whatever may happen with those strong waves. But the roots in that tree never move. Mm. So once you get to the root of that problem, it can help you to move past a lot of different things. So God on Google typed in a black <laughs> holistic therapist mm. because I not only wanted the spiritual side, but give me a little of the world side as well right. and tell me how I can bring this into the church. Mm -hmm. So that's really how I got into therapy. And it's one of the biggest things that's really helped me. And I feel like when you know what it is and can get to the root of that problem, that will help you get past the hurt to be able to get back into church. Right.